0: Of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course plenty of rum. Head to visitBarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following-on podcast on Talksport. I'm John Norman, and I'm joined by a motley crew today. As the Talksport six became eight, Gareth Batty and Jarrah Kimber to come. Sunday was a travelling day, and armed with playlists of varying degrees of quality, we boarded the team bus and made our slow way from Colombo on the west coast, 160 kilometres inland to Dambulla. Sadly. Heavy rain followed us all the way, with England's Tom Curran suggesting the match on Wednesday might not even happen.
1: If this is like this for the next couple of days, I can't see how, how the grounds will dry very quickly at all.
0: Monday brought the sun, though, and with it outdoor nets, and the tour's first injury. Maka needing treatment from the England medic after copping a painful blow on the finger. This is not a joke. The catch goes
2: down. He ends up down one knee on the ground. Sorry, Maka, with claret <laughs> oozing into the grass. and he got up a bit red-faced went to see the team doctor who I thought was magnificent he dealt with it very very well
0: more of that later in fact there's more of that in today's show than there is cricket chat but if by some chance cricket is your thing we also have an exclusive interview with Mark Wood and Gareth Batty becomes Alan Freeman and don't forget if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka you're listening to following on Well, we've made it here, Gareth, somehow. We've already had our first sporting injury, more of that later. Um, But we're here in Dambulla. The sun's out for the first time. We're on the pitch here by uh, the England team, by two wickets which they've got here. The net's actually on the pitch itself. Uh, Just going through uh, the last uh, half an hour or so, what's caught your eye? Adil Rashid uh, certainly seems to be bowling quite nicely so far. But uh,
2: first thoughts of Dambulla. Um, It feels like you're in a jungle, doesn't it? The the sort of palm trees and everything about it feels quite, um, I suppose, oppressive in a lot of ways. It feels like everything's on top of you, like you would feel in a rainforest-type feel, and I think that's transferred into the surfaces. Um, you would sort of alluded to rash in beautifully this morning. He did, but he got some real big, sharp spin and bounce out of the surfaces. Because of that bit of moisture, it's almost going back to the 60s, 70s of uncovered wickets. Because of the moisture content around, it's just allowing the surface to be a little bit tacky. Uh, and we saw, we saw both him and mowing Ball together, and the batters found it very, very difficult. But um, arguably, we were just talking about it a minute ago, They're probably, if you took out the Indian spinners, they are the best uh, combination of two spinners in a team in the world, in, in white ball cricket. So it's kind of what we've come to expect from watching these two guys perform. When we left Colombo, we were of the school of thought that after one day's play,
0: um, the 11 that took the field that day would probably take the uh, field for the first ODI. On Wednesday, are you still thinking that way? Or having looked at the conditions, do you think England might actually go in with the Dawson as well?
2: I think there's a very good chance Dawson could play. Um, looking from here, we're only sort of 20 metres away from the pitch. There's a tinge of green, but I think it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. The moisture content is actually what we're looking at, and it might just stick in the wicket for uh, the spinners. So certainly Dawson's a very good option, and I think it will be one of Dawson, Wood, um, and the young fella, Ollie Stone, probably, uh, which pains me to say that the current boys are probably going to miss out. Well, we caught up with uh, Tom Curran yesterday when we arrived in Dambulla.
0: I mean, it was literally—it uh, was a downpour from Colombo to Dambulla. Um, but we had we we, we had uh, ways of amusing ourselves on the coach. Uh, we all put together a playlist. Uh, we heard three of them: Macca's, uh, Sal, the producer, and myself. Uh, we still got to hear yours, Jared's, uh, and uh, who also arrived in the last uh, couple of days. Um, thoughts on the playlist, starting with Macca's, 10.
2: Terrible. It was. Well, Jarrah called it Dad Rock. I'd be using other words, but we can't on, uh, on radio, obviously. So it was, uh, it was heavy on the uh, uh, the
0: soft rock focus, I'd say, with a, <laughs> a bit of Ian Danter towards the end, which, uh, which is a surprise. Um, then we moved to Sal. A little bit more
2: 90s dance in there and some 80s pop. Again, your thoughts? It took me back to my early nightclub days. I was, I was having a little bop to myself. There was a bit of Rosala in there. There was some naughty stuff going on. It's not Rosala, is it? But anyway, I knew the song. Um, I wasn't going to correct you. I was nodding. <laughs> I, knew the, I knew the song. I was singing away. I was bopping away. No, he, he sort of set the tone. It just went in the right sort of direction. Uh,
0: and then it went through the stratosphere with my ten. Yeah, yours was, it was good,
2: but it was all just a little bit, it felt a bit morbid. It was like cool stuff, but trying to be too cool. I'm oh. sorry to say.
0: Well, that does sum up my teenage years, to be <laughs> honest. And my music taste hasn't really changed since then. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see when you, uh, when you get your 10 songs um, when we uh, head off to Candy. But a few days before then, um, and as we mentioned, we did arrive in Damboula yesterday, four and a half hour journey. Uh, we got to Damboula and Maka headed over to the England team hel-
3: hotel where he caught up with Tom Curran. The downpours of uh, Colombo have come with us to Dan Buller and it looks like it's gonna be a hard couple of days here as well. Yeah, I mean this is
1: serious rain. It's not it's not English type weather at all. This is yeah, this is downpour, so if this is like this for the next couple of days I can't see how, how the grounds will dry very quickly at all. As cricketers it's something we all just have to get used to, but it's incredibly
3: frustrating, isn't
1: it? Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, managed to get one day in of the practice games but to lose the second wasn't ideal and um, yeah I mean I haven't personally looked at the forecast but from what's been said I can't see it changing too much
3: over the next few days How frustrating was it not to get any middle practice? Obviously there was the couple of days of nets beforehand and you netted during the the game on the Friday but not to get any middle practice, do you feel that's put you at a disadvantage? Uh, I wouldn't
1: say a disadvantage, it's obviously nice to spend some time in the middle but you know it's we flew over from England where we've just had a full summer of cricket so it's not like we're short of game time it's more adapting to the heat and the conditions but um, when you bowl for 45 minutes non-stop in a net session it's it's pretty much it's pretty similar to spending
3: some time bowling in the middle so yeah it's annoying but it is what it is when you arrived did you know what the eleven was going to be for the first game quite early on did you know that you weren't going to be involved in that first game and therefore you can mentally adjust yourself to being ready for the second game or was it a case of just sort of finding out almost on the day itself
1: yeah no we we got told uh, who was playing um, and I knew I was playing the second day so yeah we were mentally prepared and obviously like I said the rain came which changed things obviously
3: we've obviously in the media been doing the guessing game about oh well if you weren't playing on the Friday. Does that mean you're in the team for the first one there on Wednesday? Do so the team know what the team for Wednesday is yet? Or is that, or is that too far advanced?
1: Yeah, no, I, know, well, I don't know the team. I don't think the team will have been announced yet. Um, I guess we'll train tomorrow and team will get announced the next day or maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. That's obviously above my pay grade. <laughs> I'm just here to play and if I get picked, I'll obviously uh,
3: be looking forward to that first ODI obviously being in the team for the first one would be a great one it is an important series you know, we're all talking about the World Cup but there's a lot of cricket between now and then you want to be playing here and now
1: yeah definitely obviously it's a big tour in West Indies but inevitably that's all a lot of people are looking towards the World Cup but you've got to think about the now and not think too far ahead and that's what uh, we're doing that's how we're training and um, yeah, with whatever the team is we'll, the boys will be pushing
3: hard if you can get out into the middle, it strikes me that your skill set looks a pretty good uh, setup up for conditions here. You don't want to be an express bowler because the pitches probably aren't going to do too much, but if you can shape it around in these conditions a bit of humidity, then it might be quite nice for you. Yeah, look, like I said, I'll be hoping to get a go.
1: Uh, I'd like to think that uh, my skills will help me out here, a bit on the wickets with them being a bit slower or a bit on the grippy side. But... Look, yeah, whatever, whatever pitch is uh, out in front of us, I'll try and adapt to what we think is best uh,
3: to that surface, obviously, uh, if I'm playing. You've come in full of confidence off the back of the county season. What's it like coming into a Windsor Tour or, uh, as, a, as a county champion? I imagine it's just full of confidence. I know there are a few parties, those are now firmly in the background, but still got to be a good feeling.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Um, but you know as cricketers you're always looking forward so the next game or the next tour or it always comes around so quickly so it was a great time to be a part of Surrey unbelievable experience winning the championship for the first time in 16 years um, and yeah uh, we enjoyed it but like you say now we're looking at this
3: tour So you guys are full of confidence Sri Lanka are coming off the back of a really disappointing Asia Cup from their point of view only played two games because they got knocked out they got knocked out in pretty heavy circumstances with, with those two losses. Do you read it, anything into that, or do you actually turn it on its head and say, "Look, they were disappointing then. They are going to want to come out and redress the balance here"? Not really. You know, I, I
1: mean, I personally didn't even follow the Asia Cup. So, you know, you, when it fits on TV, you have a watch. But you you play against these guys so much, um, and then you watch so much cricket. You're sort of more worried about yourself and the boys will be more worried about putting performances and performing as a team and um, you know the opponent will do a little bit of analysis but at the end of the day it's our skill against theirs and uh, the boys will be concentrating on what we have
3: to do to win. Well let's hope we're talking an awful lot about cricket over the next few days. I've got a funny feeling we might be talking more about what's the plan if it's a rain day? Is it it another Xbox kind of day? Is it a a gym day? I mean what's the team room going to be like for the next couple of days? Yeah, I'm sure the boys will be hitting the gym, Um, you know, a bit of
1: recovery, a bit of training. But, yeah, there's only a certain amount of training you can do. So I'm sure the boys will be playing some Xbox. The lads like to take their mind off things in different ways. But, yeah, I think I'll be in the gym for a bit and then uh, be trying to win some games on Xbox.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So Tom Curran catching up with uh, Andrew McKenna in Dambulla. mack has been uh, centre stage today. Gareth's still with me and Jarrah Kimber as well, who arrived uh, in Sri Lanka a couple of days ago. Um, I'm going to get mack's version of events, but I think it's very important for the spirit of fairness, and we are journalists here, that we get three different sources, independent... Sources on what occurred about 20 minutes ago here on the outfield at Dan Buller. So Gareth, uh, you're a very trustworthy person, Jared Leso. So I'll go to you first. Your take on uh, on
2: Macagate? Well, obviously we take our cricket very seriously. Gerard started the whole process by going for a ball that was skimmed from the inside of the middle net and dropping it, which we were all disgusted with because all the England team watching and we dropped a catch. It was He's terrible. Aussie though, so exactly. So we kind of put him to one side. Maka gets involved. A couple of nice little catches here and there. Then gets the big ones out. He's like, oh, he's running after the ball. You can see it all slowing down. And as he's going for it, we're all looking in our hands. Oh, my God. The catch goes down. He ends up down one knee on the ground. Sorry, Maka. With Clara <laughs> oozing into the grass. <laughs> and he got up a bit red-faced. Went to see the team doctor, who I thought was magnificent. He dealt with it very, very well. Um, but, um, look... You can't fault his enthusiasm, but um, he won't be eating with chopsticks for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Jared,
0: welcome to Sri Lanka, Dan Thank Buller. Uh, Maka's here for your entertainment. Your, uh, your expert take on,
4: on what occurred? Well, what was funny about it was Maka was the most keen person in the whole nets to feel every ball. one stage, Gareth saw he literally tried to push me out the way to get one. <laughs> he was so keen. And then that was an absolute sitter. Look, I, I dropped one. H- hands up there. My one was hit pretty hard. This was a dolly. An absolute dolly. And unfortunately for him, uh, it came out. But also there was that moment where he's just bleeding. And I said, maybe you should go see someone. No, no, it's all right. I don't want to look at you bleeding anymore. Can you go see someone? <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad. I feel bad. But it, look, Oh, I yeah, it, it looks like it. I think it entertained everyone. And that's what we're here for, John.
0: Well, the TalkSport team certainly have made their uh, their presence felt. That's for sure. Um, we'll get macker 's views. He's over there talking to Mark Wood at the moment. But the England team, all Ben Stokes um well he wasn't laughing but uh, he didn't look too sympathetic. Uh, Jared you're here though. Yes. You made it. Um let's talk about your role and, and how it's going to be on Talksport because one of the uh, one of the things we're going to be doing a little bit differently on this series is the way that we're going to be using data uh, the, the the way we're going to be analyzing the cricket. Uh, you've already um offended Gareth Batty. Um <laughs> Uh, so, you've lost him for the next seven weeks, but give us an idea about what the listeners can expect from um, your contribution throughout the ODIs and test series.
4: Yeah, well, es- essentially, I've, I now work as an analyst with cricket teams, and obviously with Crick Info for the last three or four years, I've been using uh, he- you know, heavy data and also just due diligence and watching players a bit more closely than, um, than a few other people do, and... I spend a lot of time on YouTube <laughs> Look at slow motion of, of deliveries and stuff. So, yeah, I'll be analysing it in a similar way to what a, a team analyst would do, but on air. So, you know, trying to really trying to really show people what's happening. I think, you know, a, a lot of what we talk about in cricket is shorthand. It's, for someone like Gareth, who's been in the game for so long, he doesn't even think about these sorts of things. But what we're trying to do is get the fans to think about cricket in a similar way that, that it now gets played, which is a lot different to what it did, you know, 10 years ago. And we, we've got a really good chance here with a bunch of limited overs games to really educate people on on the important things in, in cricket going forward. So give us an idea
0: of a kind of scenario or a kind of player or a kind of situation that you imagine um you will be getting involved in on air with the debate because this is this is what we want, this is what talk yeah. sports about. I can I already saw a you know a disagreement between yourself and Gareth at times yesterday. <laughs> it's
4: only uh, when I called him average.
0: <laughs> no, no. In fairness he called himself average and you agreed. <laughs> But give us an idea, because it's very much trying to bring, a, for want of a better term, a bit of a new world approach to and maybe shaking things up a bit. Maybe um, casting aside some preconceptions that's built into cricket so far and maybe approaching it in, in that
4: direction. Yeah, well, a lot of what we say, a lot of what cricketers say is correct. It's just that they don't always look at the full information. So, for instance, they'll say so-and-so is a flat track batsman, right? We now with Crickviz can tell if someone's a flat track batsman or not. We can tell if someone makes runs when the ball is deviating a certain amount and and we can work those sorts of things out. We can tell how successful someone's slower ball is. So if someone comes in, as we said, the the pitch is a little bit green, there might be a little bit of moisture, we might get the odd one zinging around or it might spin. We can literally look at a specific batsman and go, well, when the ball spins this much, this is what what he does. He basically can't hit the ball off the square or it doesn't seem to affect him and he keeps going. So those are the sorts of things that we can look at now. So rather than just making a guess, we can be pretty accurate with our assumption. These, These guys you know play a lot of cricket now and they play on a lot of spinning tracks or a lot of seaming tracks we can work out if they have those skills beforehand or not and uh, obviously crickfizz are involved they're using hawkeye data and you know so yeah so we're using a lot of advanced metrics here and you know trying to work out realistically one of my pet hates is you, someone like michael bevan they say he can't play short ball he doesn't make it in test cricket no one actually ever looked into whether he could play the short ball it just became a rumor and it happens. You see the same thing with fast bowls. He's lost his nip, and the speedometer doesn't show that he's lost his nip. What we want to do is, especially on Talk Sport, is try and find out if these things are true or not. Brilliant stuff. So you've got batting stats, you got bowling stats,
0: uh, stats? wicket keeping stats, you know where I'm going, fielding stats. Um, <laughs> where does Macca's fielding rate? And you get your old spreadsheet out Andrew McKenna, write that in, fielding, and then catches dropped catches taken what what's his percentage at the moment well look the important, Bearing in mind you gave Gareth batty <laughs> minus nine over his 20-year career minus point8 minus 0, 0. point8
2: 8, point,
0: 8, point point, point <laughs> yeah. so over 20-year really, career what about Maka?
4: okay so we have to work out when he dropped it so we're about we're in the middle overs here a little bit and so wickets are worth different amounts at different times I reckon that was a minus 12 drop so he's minus 12 before the series has started
0: Well, look, I'm going to put that to Macca very shortly, but he's talking to Mark Wood as we speak. Let's hear what he had to say.
3: Glorious sunshine. Must be nice to actually be able to get out of doors. You're being spoiled today because we've
5: had a lot of rain (laughs) so far, so um, it's it's been hitty-missy. We've had days where it's been red-hot like this, um, sweaty, humid conditions actually quite nice to to bowl in and things and then we've had days where it's, it's rained a lot and been um, sort of coming from the ground up sort of thing and, and it's been hard work so um, it's just different conditions I guess that we'll have to deal with throughout the tour. You've had a go out in the middle what, what was it like? Um, the pictures actually didn't feel as subcontinent like as you might think it's uh, very tropical here in Sri Lanka it's not um, like India or, or the UAE it's um, a lot more humid a lot green I would say than um, you might expect, um, and it, it gets a, it's, They're not quick pitches, but um, the one-day wickets so far that I've found they've um, they've had a little bit of tennis ball bounce and um, they've swung a lot more. So England, you'd think that the ball would swing a lot, um, but probably the, longer than one or two of us. He had swung for three or four, so um, we we'll have to use that to advantage. I think.
3: What do you have to do differently, maybe here compared to at home? I think it's more of a containing
5: maybe um, from a scene, scene bowling point of view um, it's maybe two or three overs each get off it, it is um, ridiculously hot so it's two or three overs smash it as hard as you can then get off the spinners are the ones I think are going to attack here um, I think obviously from a seam from a bowler's point of view that new ball is key for us if we can get wickets up front with when the ball maybe does a little bit, then that'll be brilliant. Um, if not, it's just sitting in, trying to dot up, trying to make it hard, um, and then letting the letting the spinners attack from the other end.
3: Looks like you're coming off a bit of a longer run. Is that a good sign, not only from a cricket point of view, but also from a health point of view, that your body can take that?
5: Yeah, um, it's something I've worked on probably the second half of the season in England, and, and I've brought it here with us. It was a trial. It's something I can always go back to if I want to do the step back run up. Um, I just spoke to Kevin Shine the head bowling coach and and Chris Silverwood who was with us here and just said I felt off my short run up I was having to force it all the time Um, and that meant that of course I was putting maybe more stress than I needed to do and I was always having to try to ramp it up to get my top speed so I just pushed my run up back a little bit and felt like I'd cruise into it a little bit better um, and just look for more rhythm rather than um, trying to be sort of um, at the top end all the time forcing it and, and putting maybe what's more stress on my body
3: Quick through the air is so important here, as you said. Although the pitches look as if they might be a little bit quicker than you're expecting, they will take a few miles an hour off the ball. So you've got to be quick through the air here, haven't you?
5: Yeah, and that's um, the quick through the air is going to be key with reverse swing, if we can get that. Um, I mean, this ground at Dan Bar looks quite uh, lush and green, so I'm not sure how much reverse they'll be. But if we can get reverse swing, I think that'll be deadly through the air. If we can ramp the pace up with um, me, Wokesy, um, Stoney and... Um, Stokes uh, currents. If we can really ramp up the pace when reverse swings in, then that will be to our advantage. I think.
3: Obviously, with reverse, you need to keep the ball dry. So, so mm. what's, the, what's the team policy? How, how do you keep not only the ball but also your hands when you're bowling?
5: Yeah, well, we often have cloths, towels, um, sweatbands. I'm not a big fan of any of them. I tend not to touch the ball in the field. You'll give it to probably Morgan, the captain. He'll dry it off. Um, it's not just um, would. You obviously, have that rough side, but if we can wet, have one side uh, maybe a little bit wet. I know the Sri Lankan bowlers they wet one side. They don't necessarily have to keep it dry. They try and wet it and keep it smooth. So if we can do that, um, if it works for them, then in their their conditions, they know better than anyone. So might have to
3: take a leaf out of their book. It's a it's a nice ground when it's full. This one. You are looking forward to, to to Wednesday? Hopefully full house and, and getting off to a good start.
5: Yeah, I've never been here before. I've only been to Colombo, so this is a, a a new place for me. Um, it was a tricky drive here, um, four and a bit hours on a single road up and down. Um, but now here yeah, it's, it's beautiful, so looking forward to getting stuck in.
0: Mark Wood there speaking to Andrew McKenna. Uh, Macca joins me now, and it's interesting, isn't it, Macca? Because in England, spin bowlers are seen as uh, an end to tie up basically, and you're looking to your pace men to really get the purchase, take the wickets, make the difference. It's kind of flipped on its head here, isn't it? Especially in Dambulla, uh, we've watched Liam Dawson bowl pretty well actually, Adil Rashid as well. So some talk maybe Dawson will come into the side. If he does, you'd think it'll be for Wood or Stone. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's in good form as ever though, isn't he, Mark Wood? And again, it's another opportunity for him to just make sure he is in the squad for the World Cup.
3: Absolutely. He's a great character. He's good fun to talk to. And what I really enjoyed him, uh, asking him was about his longer run um, because we know how many injury problems that Mark Wood has had down the years. And if he's confident confident enough in his body that he's capable of coming off that long run that's got to be a really good sign and so much of sport is played in the head, if he's confident enough in his body to do it and you know he thinks yeah I can get through this, that's got to be great for him, it's good that he can then know he can tear in and be the player that England wants him to be.
0: Talking about confident in the body, uh, you took a, a bit of a blow earlier. I, I tell you what, I've got Garris taking it. I've got Jarrah's, as you can imagine, very, very uh, uh, lacking on sympathy. If you're commentating, how would you describe it?
3: Shambolic. Uh, I am so, so mortified. Normally, decent pair of hands, absolutely no problem. I'll, I'll give the proper description because I'm sure they've stitched me up royally. Going away to my left-hand side. Coming out high, so trying to take it high hands over my left shoulder, and it's just come down on the end of my left middle finger. Um, I I just don't know. I'm absolutely distraught. That was the chance to impress the the half a dozen England players who were out here because the other half were over the nets, over the back. And now, unfortunately, that is the image that they've got in their head. I had zero credibility to start with. I'm now going to have to work trebly hard to get back to zero because I'm just going to look like the mug who couldn't take a simple ball that was lobbed up to long off. I don't think
0: it was quite as simple as you're making out, and certainly Ger- that Gerard was making out. As you say, it was, <laughs> oh, yeah. was kind of spiralling up in the air. It was dropping over your shoulder. You know, you were running back. I, I've seen far easier sh- chances shelled. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, after the good work you'd done earlier in the piece by... You know, filled in quite a, a, a stiff-looking drive. I mean, you know, you probably a little bit too eager. You suddenly thought you were Ben Stokes, and unfortunately, but whilst Ben Stokes watched you do it, um, anyway, well, uh, you know, someone who had to stand next to a fan for 20 minutes to stop the sweat patches from uh, spreading over my shirt in front of the England team. Not sh- At least they know who we are, Macca.
3: Well, I know Craig, the uh, the team doctor, very well now. Is he a nice guy? Lovely guy, uh, and I can't thank him enough. I might have to raid the expenses kitty a bit to get some uh, buy some plasters to replace the ones that I've used. But uh, I have to say, he's a lovely bloke. So thank you very much, Craig. You've uh, sorted me out a treat. Well, on that note, I'm going to let uh, Macca and his uh, plastered finger
0: walk off. Don't my- seriously. I've never seen Macca look so uh, crestfallen. We're going to have to get him back up. It's a bit like Gary Lineker pointing to Bobby Robson and saying, "Watch him, together. Have a word. Have a word." I'm I'm going to take Maka off I'm going to give him a bit of a hug and I'm going to say it was actually a much tougher catch than you, he made out because it was it's another Maka just plopping over our heads we're not going for that one This has been the following on Podcasts and Talksport I'm John Norman and alongside me today has been Gareth Batty Jarrah Kimber and a good sport Andrew McKenna To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.